0: Hello there, sisters and brothers. It is uh, Joe Zink, pastoral leader of uh, three linked rural Catholic parishes in eastern Wisconsin coming to you with another Cup of Joe podcast. Today is Wednesday, May the 13th. It is a feast day within the uh, Catholic Church. It is uh, the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima. And so I'll be speaking a little bit about that uh, after the gospel today. Uh, in terms of uh, what took place there and perhaps uh, what we can take from that. Uh, Wherever you are, I hope you are well and uh, want to bring to you today's gospel. So um, what we will read today is uh, out of John chapter 15. So we have read earlier this week for uh, two days, John chapter 14 uh and now we uh are going through the fifteenth. We'll just go at the beginning uh again, this is part of the same uh, discourse of Jesus, the last Supper discourse which takes place in chapters thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen. His final um teachings uh commandment uh I guess it's it's these are the things. As he knew he was uh, going to die the next day, he wanted his disciples to understand and share uh, in before he, uh, he leaves. And so um, we get some wonderful, rich imagery here today in our gospel. So again, John chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. Let's listen to the word of God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He takes away every branch in me that does not bear fruit, and every one that does he prunes so that it bears more fruit. You are already pruned because of the word that I spoke to you. Remain in me as I remain in you. Just as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit, because without me you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me will be thrown out like a branch and wither. People will gather them and throw them into a fire, and they will be burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you want, and it will be done for you. By this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. There's so much rich Not only imagery, but teaching within this, brothers and sisters. Oh, so much good. Um, Let's start at the top. I I love where it says Jesus. Now, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples. I am the true vine. Of course, we know that. He he speaks to it a number of times in the gospel. And my father is the vine grower. I love that image of of Jesus saying, listen, I'm the vine, but it's my my father who, who makes growth in me. Uh, he's the one who, in whose soil I am planted in a sense, who, who gives me sunlight and water and, and allows me to grow that image of God as the vine grower and Christ being the vine. Uh, again, that communion we've been talking about, he does it all the time. It's so beautiful, uh, that I am in the father and the father is in me. Uh, the father is the vine grower and I'm the vine. um, Again, in, in, in what are we planted, of course, is, is the question, because then Jesus challenges us and says, you know, listen, uh, every branch that does not bear fruit is taken away from us. Um, and I guess my question, and, and this is just an open pondering, I suspect at times that is true, that, that some branches that do not bear fruit are taken from us, but I suspect there are other times that we have to give those, because they're just not part of our life that bears fruit. That, that assists us in our walk. And we have to, in a sense, give those to God, to lay those at the foot of the cross, to say, this does nothing. Uh, this aspect of my life is not fruit-bearing. Uh, and those that are fruit-bearing, he prunes, of course, so that it bears more fruit. One, one of us don't do that for those fruit trees in our yard. Uh, I know that Renee and I do. Um, and then it says, you are already pruned because of the word that I spoke to you, as if that pruning only takes place one time. Brothers and sisters, I would hope every day, and part of the reason I do this, is that we continually are pruned because we continually have to come back to the word of God, which continues to, to shape us, uh, continues to mold us. Um, but the line that I want to focus on, one of my favorites, maybe it is my favorite in here. Uh, which basically says, you know, I am the vine, you are the branches, which is great. Whoever remains in me, amen, amen, amen. Uh, Because without me, you can do nothing. Brothers and sisters, we have to be attached to this vine if we are going to bear fruit. And, And I'm going to skip to the bottom line, which was also awesome. Remember, he's speaking to his disciples. That's the first line of this gospel. Jesus said to his disciples. But the last line of the gospel says, By this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. Well, I thought they already were. That idea, brothers and sisters, that we've never arrived, that this discipleship is always a process of becoming. The minute we think we have arrived, we need to start over again. Because That process never ends, we are always being pruned. There is always further to go. We do not have God figured out. God is always bigger. And if God indeed is always bigger, we as disciples, as students, as followers, as people that that do our best to wrap our minds and our hearts and our beings around this God, always have more to learn. And by this is my Father glorified, not by saying, God, to you be the glory, And not by saying another, Our Father, and Hail Mary, although I hope we do all those things. By this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit. And the fruit, brothers and sisters, that you bear particularly might be completely different than the person sitting next to you right now, your spouse or friend, might be completely different than than what somebody on the opposite side of the church bears. One bears fruit of uh, an apple, one bears a pear, one bears an orange, one bears a pomegranate. I love pomegranates. Um, Whatever it is, that that fruit cannot grow within us unless we are attached to the vine, and without him, we can do nothing. It's a wonderful scene. If you've never seen the movie Romero, I invite you to see it. Um, it's, it's a 30-year-old movie. <laughs> and oh, I guess many of the movies I love are so darn old. It was put out by the Paulists. Uh, and Raul Julia uh, plays Oscar Romero and does such a marvelous job. And it, uh, there's one scene in the movie particularly. I, I'm sure it's not the turning point, but it's one of the turning points. Well, Romero doesn't know what to do. He's, he's absolutely at the end of himself. And he says four sentences, 10 words total. But he falls on his knees outside of a, a, a city. And he says, he, again, he's at the end of his, his rope. And at a moment of prayer, he simply says, I can't. You must. I'm yours. Show me the way. I can't. You must. I'm yours. Show me the way. That, brothers and sisters, is a prayer of someone who says, I'm nothing without you. Um, I have to be on your vine, and I'm not getting the fruit right now. I don't know where you want me. You got to do it because I can't. That is a humble attitude who knows who he is and he knows who God is. Um, that scene leads to another where he actually gets the answer to that prayer, but I'll make you watch to find out. Um, the other the other thing I want to talk about, I mean, again, this gospel so rich, but I want to jump to it's our feast day, a feast day today of Our Lady of Fatima. Uh, in 1917, uh, Mary... Uh, Our Lady of Fatima, Mary, appeared to three Portuguese children, uh, two uh, members of one family and then a cousin of theirs. And the first time she appeared to them was on this day, May 13th of 1917, and she kept appearing to them for about five uh, months or so, uh, and invited them to pray, and invited them to pray for a number of things, to pray uh, for the end of, of World War One, if you recall, that uh, World War One was still raging and would for another year and a half. Um, she asked them to pray for world peace. She asked them to to pray for the conversion of Russia. She asked them to pray for sinners, um, and and uh, other you know. So it would keep uh, appearing to these uh, in apparitions to these young um, young children, and and we have like probably a hundred things to learn from this. But let me say two. One is, God comes to us, brothers and sisters, in a form and in a way that we will not expect, be surprised by, but in a way we will understand. And these three innocent children were able to hear the word of God through Mary. Uh, and uh, we're not afraid of that, and, and how God is like this hound of heaven that continues to pursue us uh, and, um, and does so in a manner that we, you and I, will understand. And, and it may or may not be through Mary or an apparition, something as, as magnificent as that. It may be through something far smaller, but God speaks to us in a language and in a way. That you and I will understand, and he did so with these children, and the other thing is the importance of of prayer you know we can we can look at at mary and and you know pray for the conversion of Russia and the end of World War one, sure, okay, well, both of those things you know you know may or may not have happened World War one ended I don't know about the conversion of Russia, I suppose we can all continue to be converted but um but the importance of prayer is central to who we are that that this woman, who appeared to them, continues, continued, then continues now, to lead us to the heart of her son. And in the midst of that, it's prayer. That is our communion, communication point uh, to our God. And praying for peace, and praying for conversion, and praying for sinners. Brothers and sisters, that is as um, relevant today as it was 100 years ago, when Mary appeared to these children. Uh, So let us say together, um, Mary, St. Mary, pray for all of us. Boy, that was kind of awkward, but uh, (laughs) Holy Mary, pray for us sinners. Uh, Let's pray, rather than in my faulting, awkward ways here. Uh, We are uh, continuing our way through the Um, glorious mysteries so let's take a moment and if you have an intention for which you would like to pray I invite you to call it to mind at this time let's begin in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit amen the third glorious mystery the descent of the Holy Spirit our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, my friends, for taking time to um, pray with me today and uh, to share this time. Blessings on the rest of your day, and I look forward to being together again tomorrow. Bye-bye.